chant all the prayers om namo bhagavate vasudevaya okay chant om namo bhagavate vasudevaya oh, yeah. okay got it now i got it see my screen now yes prabhu but yes, still please expand expand it huh? Robert is zoomed in. You could probably zoom out in the folio itself. Make it two hundred, bro. Okay. Yes. Some or other, I made it smaller. You know, I think I want to have to increase the size of this. Okay, got it. Okay, so we are there now, right? You can see. Yeah, I'll put the verse down. Some crazy thing. This whole thing. One nineteen. ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ <laughs> ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಯ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿ Okay, you're recording, huh? All right, we can start, huh? Yes, Prabhu. Vishnu Rathoy Tithyaya Ghataya Tasmai Saparnyam Sirasa Sarjaraha Tato Nivrittaya Buddha Striyor Arbaka Mahasane Sopa Vivesha Poojitaha ಸಹ ಹಿ ವಿಷ್ಣುರಥ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಪರಿಚಿತ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಅತೀತ್ಯಯ ಟು ಬಿಕಮ್ ಅ ಗ್ಯಾಸ್ ಆಗತಯ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಅರೈವ್ ದ ತಸ್ಮಯ ಆನ್ ಟು ಹಿಮ್ ಸಪಾರ್ಯಂ ವಿತ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಶಿರಾಸ ವಿತ್ ಬೌದ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಆಜಹಾರ ಆಫರ್ ಅಬೇಸಿಂತ Abu the last intelligence Triya women Arbakaha boys Mahasa Asane exalted seat Sahahi Upavivesha sat down Pujitaha been respected Translation Maharaj Parichit is also who is also known as Vishnu Rada one who is always protected one who is always protected by vishnu bowed his head to receive the chief guest sukadev goswami at that time all the ignorant women and boys ceased following shila sukadev receiving all respect from all sukadev goswami took his exalted seat right purport by divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupad come it doesn't go down purport 
On Sugadev Goswami's arrival at the meeting, everyone except Srila Vyasadev, Narada and few others stood up. Maharaj Parichit, who was glad to receive a great devotee of the Lord, bowed down before him with all the limbs of his body. Sukadev Goswami also exchanged the greetings and reception by embrace, shaking of hand, nodding and bowing down, especially before his father and Narada Muni. Thus he was offered the presidential seat at the meeting. When he was so received by the king and sages, the street boys and less intelligent women who followed him were struck with wonder and fear. And so they retired from their frivolous activities and everything was full of gravity and calm. Omagyanatimirandasya gyananam gyana shulakaya chakshudan militam yanatasme shri guruve yanamaha shri chaitanya mano bishtam satchitam yanabutale swayam rupa gadama Sri Rupam, Sagarajadam, Sagaragunatam, Vidam, Tamsa Sivam, Sadvaitam, Savadudam, Parijana Sagidam, Vishu Shaitanya Devam, Sri Radha, Pitapadan, Militashi, Vishakan, Vitamcha, E. Krishna Karma, Sindhu, Dina Bandhu, Jagatpati, Gopisha, Gopika, Gantaradha, Gantanamosri, Tapakanjana Gaurangi, Radhe, Vida, Ganeshwari, Shabano Sutevi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Chita Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Vancha Galpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Namaram Vishnu Badaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamiti Naminen Namaste Saraswati Deve Goravani Pacharinen Nirvishesha, Sunyavadi, Paschatya, Desatarine, Jai Sri Krishna, Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shadvahita Gadadhara, Shiva, Shri Gora Bhaktavanda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So I would like to offer my obeisances to all of you for coming on board today on this class. Thank you again for joining us on the Srimad Bhagavatam, Appearance of Sugadev Goswami. So in this topic, as we are continue reading, so the exalted position of Sukadev Goswami uh, was realized by all the saintly personalities who were sitting in the assembly and those people who are following him, some women and, and uh, kids and all these people, you know, they did not recognize him, see? Uh, ignorant women, boys, she's following Srila Shukadev Goswami. So there's a two, uh, you know, what we say, situation. One, he's been received uh, by the uh, exalted personalities and others who were not knowing him because he was traveling, he is actually uh, dressed, yeah. he doesn't have a dress, he's like naked, you know, Sukadev Goswami. And his hands and, and his color is like, like Krishna, blue. And he's got long hands and very beautiful features. So naturally he was very attracted to the women and also boys, you know, because he was naked, so everybody's making fun of him. They don't know his exalted position. But when he came into the assembly, immediately Parichit Maharaj, recognizing him, a very exalted personality, offered him all due respects. Everybody have actually offered respects. And Vyasadev, except Vyasadev, his father, and Narada Muni, and... Uh, the three people didn't offer much, uh, you know, they are what? Narada Muni, Vyasadev, uh, so Narada Muni and Vyasadev, Vyasadev, Narada Muni, so he did not, they did not wake up to receive him because they were older than him. <clears throat> but you see here, yeah, very uh, strange, Vyasadev is the author, of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Narada Muni is his guru. 
they were not given the preference to speak on this very important meeting. Uh, on the contrary, uh, Sugadev Goswami is selected to speak. So I see how exalted Sugadev Goswami is. So Sugadev Goswami is not an ordinary kind of personality. He is a great devotee. So to understand devotee uh, is very difficult, you know. See, it is explained here. has to be understood, you know. Uh, Vaishnavas, they are not, uh, you know, some ordinary kind of uh, people, you know. Uh, they, they, are, they act like ordinary person, you know. Vaishnavas, they don't show themselves, they are puffed up and, you know, you know, like the story of the, you know, the, the Kobala and the Gyani, I think I spoke this story the last time, correct? So the Gyani is meditating, I mean, and he's thinking he's delivered already, he's very puffed up. Whereas the Kobala is thinking is, you know, I'm, although he was a very great devotee, he was thinking himself very unqualified. So that is the mood of the devotee. How much they are qualified, they always act like a neophyte. They are not puffed up. This is humility. Uh, because they don't want to be proud, you know. So it's a very important point to take note uh, that the Vaishnava's position is very, very, uh, you know, extraordinary. And like this, there are so many incidents in the Bhagavadam. How Vavambhattachara did not understand Ramananda Rai? But I'm going to show you other places also, like here, you can see in this verse. In this verse, this is about Chitraketu. Chitraketu was cursed by by uh, Parvati and when she cursed him then Lord Shiva was speaking to her and he was saying this the magnanimous Chitraketu is the dear devotee of the Lord he is equal to all living entities and is free from attachment and hatred similarly I am also this is Lord Shiva he is also very dear to Lord Narayan therefore no one should be astonished to see the activities of the most exalted devotees of Narayan, for they are free from attachment and envy. They are always peaceful and they are equal to everyone. Purport again, it is says, Vaishnavera Kriya Mudra Na Bujiha. One should not be astonished to see the activities of the exalted liberated Vaishnava. As one should not be misled by the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should also not be misled by the activities of devotees. Both the Lord and His activities are liberated. They are on the same platform. The only difference being is that the Lord is the master and the devotees are seven. Qualitatively, they are one and the same. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.29, the Lord says, Samaham sarva bhuteshu name divishosti na priyaha e banjante tu mam bhaktiya mahite teshu chapiyaham I am. I envy no one, no, I am partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service, on, service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. From this statement by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is clear that the devotees of the Lord are always extremely dear to him. In fact, Lord Shiva told Parvati, both Chitraketu and I are always very dear to the Supreme Lord. In other words, both he and I are on the same level as servants of the Lord. We are always friends uh, and sometimes we joke, enjoy joking words between us. When Chitraketu loudly laughed at my behavior, he did so on friendly terms and therefore there was no reason to curse him. Thus Lord Shiva tried to convince his wife Parvati that her cursing of Chitraketu was not very sensible. Here there's a difference between male and female that exists even higher status of life. In fact, even between Lord Shiva and his wife, Lord Shiva could understand Chitraketu very nicely, but Parvati could not. 
Thus, even in the highest stages of life, there is a difference between the understanding of a male and that of a female. It may be clearly said that the understanding of a woman is always inferior to the understanding of a man. In the Western country, there is now agitation to the effect that man and woman should be considered equal. But from this verse, it appears that woman is always less intelligent than man. It is clear that Chitraketu wanted to criticize the behavior of his friend Lord Shiva because Lord Shiva is sitting with his wife on his lap. Then too, Lord Shiva wanted to criticize Chitraketu for externally posing as a great devotee but been interested in enjoying with the Vidyadari woman. These uh, were all friendly jokes. There was nothing serious for which Chitraketu should have been cursed by Parvati. Upon hearing the instruction, Lord Shiva, Parvati must have been very much ashamed for cursing Chitraketu to become a demon. Mother Parvati could not appreciate Chitraketu's position and therefore she cursed him. But when she understood the instruction of Lord Shiva, she was ashamed. So you see, here again, uh, being a very exalted personality, Durga Devi herself, she could not understand uh, the mind or the mood of a pure devotee. So Vaishnavas, you know, just like Sukadev Goswami, he could not understand his exalted position, Ramananda Rai's position. So Vaishnava's position is very exalted. You know, it's not that you can understand what to speak. If Durga Devi cannot understand, Sarvamambhattajar cannot understand. You see how exalted the devotees' position are. Uh, we will again go to some more examples on this point. Yeah, this is a thing about uh, Prahlad Maharaj. You could see that was a saintly personality. This is Prahlad Maharaj, you know, he was speaking about this personality. He was lying down like a python and not doing any work. Neither by the saintly person activity, by his bodily feature, by his word, nor by the symptom as Varnam status could people understand whether he was the same person they had known. So you see, once he become a saintly personality, nobody can judge him already. Huh? The inhabitants of the particular place on the bank of Kaveri in the valley of mountain known as Ayya were unable to understand whether that saint was the same man they had known. It is therefore said, Vaishnavare Kriya Mudra Vigyena Bujihaya. A highly advanced Vaishnava live in such a way that no one can understand what he is or what he was. Nor should attempt be made to understand the past of a Vaishnava. Very important point here. Huh? You see this? Sometimes they try to pick on the devotee and explain in the past, you know, just like Prabhupada gave the example, the mother was naked when she was a kid. Therefore, she has grown up, she should be naked. Uh, they don't understand. So a person in the past is different life, different ashram. Right? That's why in uh, Sanskrit language they say in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was speaking about his householder life, you will say, in my previous ashram. So without asking the saintly person about his previous life, uh, Mara, Prahlad Maharaj immediately offered is same respectful obeisances because Prahlad Maharaj could understand signs of physiognomy and he could determine that although this person was lying down like this, but he is actually he has got all the symptoms of a very great personality. So Prahlad Maharaj, because he was a great personality, he could therefore see uh, the saintly personality's uh, qualities. You understand? So that, that we did, judging means uh, you have to be advanced, just like, what's his name, Lord Shiva, he could see Chitraketu as advanced. And then when Ramananda Rai, uh, when Sarvamamatachar got initiated to become a Vaishnava and he, you know, similarly his realization could understand that uh, Ramananda is a very great personality. Huh? So these things are all, you know, we have to understand them in proper perspective. Not that we just simply judge everybody with our mundane, you know, because in our level we cannot see all these things. And therefore we need help of the spiritual master. Hmm. Our spiritual master, Prabhupada, he tells us, 
Uh, you, this guy philosophy is bogus, this guy is bogus, that guy is bogus. Why? Because Prabhupada could see through. He could see with the eye of the Shastra. He's a, you know, exalted personality like Prahlad Maharaj, he could see. So this is how we should learn, because we cannot understand things as they are. We have to learn how to accept an advanced personality and take direction from him. This is called, you know, uh, being submissive and surrendering. Not that I, 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 I make my judgment with my own mental speculation, just like Durga Devi, I mean, she made the mistake. She started cursing Chitraketu and Chitraketu had to become a demon. Of course, he became a deacon with Tarsura and he fought with Indra and he went back to Godhead. That's another thing. But the point is that this is cursing was done prematurely. Hmm. Ah. So they cannot understand. Just like Parichit Maharaj was cursed by the Sringi boy. And when the father heard this, oh, you have done a very big mistake. How you can curse the king? He's a very big devotee. Yeah. So you see how the misconception, again, we'll study another case here. This one is... This is Lord Shiva, he is drinking the poison. Huh? Lord Shiva saved the universe by drinking poison. See here. Exalted, self-satisfied person who preached to the entire world, think of your lotus feet constantly within their heart. However, when person do not know your austerity, see you moving with Uma, they misunderstand you to be lusty. Or when they see you wandering in the crematorium, they mistakenly think that you are ferocious and envious. Certainly they are shameless. They cannot understand your activities. So you see here how they misunderstand uh, Lord Shiva. Hmm? It says here, Lord Shiva is the topmost Vaishnava. Vaishnavam Yata Sambo. It is therefore said, Vaishnavera Kriya Mudra Vigyena Bujahaya. Even the most intelligent person cannot understand what a Vaishnava like Lord Shiva is doing or how he's acting. Those who are conquered by lusty desires and anger cannot estimate the glories of Lord Shiva, whose position is always transcendental. In all the activities associated with lusty desires, Lord Shiva is an implement of Atma Ram. Ordinary person, therefore, should not try to understand Lord Shiva and his activities. One who tries to criticize the activities of Lord Shiva is shameless. So you see, there's a position of Lord Shiva now. He could drink poison. The demigods understood his exalted position and they went to him and they, you know, worshipped him. Hmm. Poison, but that is not possible for others. Others to drink poison, that is not possible. Lord Shiva is not an ordinary personality. He is actually uh, not Vishnu Tattva and is not Jiva Tattva. He is in between. Hmm. But people mistaken. Huh? And of course, there is another last one here, another verse. And this was here, this is spoken by Durvashamuni. <clears throat> this Durvashamuni attacked Ambarish Maharaj. <clears throat> Durvashamuni said, I'm very pleased with you, my dear king. At first I thought of you as an ordinary human being and accepted your hospitality. But later I could understand by my own intelligence that you are the most exalted devotee of the Lord. Therefore, simply by seeing you, touching your feet and talking with you, I have been pleased and have become obliged to you. So you see, uh, it is said, Vaishnagriya Mudra Vigayana Bujaya, even a very intelligent man cannot understand the activities of pure Vaishnava. Therefore, because Durvasa Muni was a great mystic yogi, 
he first mistook Maharaj Ambri's for an ordinary human being and wanted to punish him. Such is the mistaken observation of Vaishnava. When Durvasha Muni was persecuted by Shankrashan Chakra, uh, however, his intelligence developed. Therefore, the word Atma Medusa is used to indicate that by his personal experience, he could understand how great a Vaishnava the king was. When Durvasha Muni was chased by Sudarshan Chakra, he wanted to take shelter of Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, and he was even able to go to spiritual world to meet the personality of Godhead and talk with him face to face. Yet he was unable to be rescued from the attack of Sudarshan Chakra. Thus, he could understand the influence of a Vaishnava by personal experience. Durvasha Muni was certainly a great yogi and very learned Brahmana, but despite his being a real yogi, he was unable to understand the influence of a Vaishnava. Therefore, it is said, Vaishnava Kriya Mudra, Vigayana Bujaya. Huh? Even the most learned person cannot understand the value of Vaishnava. There is always a possibility for so-called jnanis and yogis to be mistaken when studying the character of Vaishnava. A Vaishnava can be understood by how much he is favored by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in terms of inconceivable activities. Now I have shown you examples of many personalities and how exalted they are. Here, Durvasha Muni, a very powerful yogi, he also could not understand. Uh, Parvati, a topmost demigod, she also cannot understand. Hmm? Uh, you see how uh, devotee they look, they act like the most ordinary, but they are very, very exalted, very dear to the Lord. So now, I also want to highlight the point that how uh, among us, Prabhupada also came. And Prabhupada is the most dear servant of Krishna. Definitely because he can make so many Vaishnavas, a, 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 a Mahabhagavata Uttama Sreshta, you know, he says. Yeah, this is the verse here, in this verse I'm sure you know. In this verse here. In the Padma Puran, the characteristic of Guru, the bona fide spiritual master, have been described. Mahabhagavata Shresto, Brahmano Vai Guru Nanam, Sarvesham Eva Loka Anamasa, Pujayata Hari, Mahakula Prashuto, Sarva Yageshu Dikshitaha, Sahasra Sakya Jai Chana Guru Husyat Avaishnavaha. The Guru must be situated on the topmost platform of devotional service. There are three classes of devotees and the Guru must be accepted from the topmost class. The first class devotee is a spiritual master for all kinds of people. It is says Guru Nirnam. The word Guru Nirnam means for all human beings. The Guru is not limited to a particular group. It is stated in the Upadesa Amrita of Rupa Goswami that the Guru is a Goswami, a control of the senses and the mind. Such a Guru can accept disciples from all over the world. Prithivimsa says yet. This is the test of the Guru. So here we can see this exalted position and it has been exemplified by Srila Prabhupada. He could make disciples from all over the world, not limited to only, like in India, there are so many so-called gurus and they are limited to a certain district or province. They did not even travel about India, yet they declared themselves to be Jagat Guru, the guru of the whole world. Such cheating guru should not be accepted. Anyone can see how a bona fide spiritual master accepts disciples from all over the world. The guru is qualified Brahmana, therefore he is knows Brahman and Parabrahman. 
he thus devotes his life for the service of Parabrahma, the bona fide spiritual master who accepts disciples from all over the world, is also worshipped all over the world because of his qualities. The people of the world worship him just as they worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All these honors are offered to him because he strictly follows the Brahminical principle and teaches this principle to his disciples. Such a person is called an Acharya because he knows the principle of devotional service. He behaves in that way himself and teaches his disciple to follow in his footsteps. Thus he is an Acharya or Jagat Guru. Even though a person is born in a Brahminical family and is very expert in performing sacrifice, he cannot be accepted as a Guru if he is not a strict Vaishnava. A guru is a brahmana by qualification and he can turn others into brahmanas according to sastric principles. Brahmanical qualification by, and brahmanical qualification. Brahmanism is not a question of heredity. In Sriman Bhagavatam 7, 11, 35, Sri Narada Muni tells Maharaj uh, Yudhisthira that a brahmana is what a brahmana is. He said that if a Brahminical qualification are observed in Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, even Sudras, one should accept them as Brahmanas. In this regard, Srila Sridhar Swami has commented in this verse, Samadhi bireva Brahmanadi Vyavaharo Mukya Najati Matradiha Yasyeti Yat Yadi Anyatra Varna Antarepi Dasyata the most important criteria for deciding whether to deal with someone as a Brahmana or as a member of another Varna is the presence or absence of the self-control and similar Brahminical qualities. We should not judge primarily according to superficial characteristics like birth. This, that, this is stated in this verse, beginning is Yesha. If the qualities of one Varna are seen in someone born in another, he should be designated according to the Varna of his qualities and not that of his birth. There's a similar statement made by Nilakanta, commented on the Mahabharata, Sudropi Samadhi Upetu Brahmana Eva Brahmanopi Karmadi Upeta Sudra Eva. Although one may be born in a Sudra family, if he is endowed with the Brahmanical qualities, beginning with Sama, control of the mind, he is to be accepted as a Brahmana. Although one may be born in a Brahmana family, if he is endowed with the qualities, beginning with the Kama, he is considered a Sudra. And no one should present himself as a Brahmana simply on the basis of being born in a Brahminical family. One must be qualified by the Brahminical qualities mentioned in the Shastras, particularly Bhagavad Gita. So anyway, this point is going on. So our point is this, that I see Prabhupada has come and he could make disciples all over the world, Prithivim Sisyad. Uh, he is not just a guru for some village in Bengal or something like that. So therefore, his exalted quality as a Saktiyavish empowered personality to preach Krishna consciousness is fully realized and established. But unfortunately, this is the problem that in ISKCON right now, it has become a fashion to judge Prabhupada. Now he says here very clearly that a Vaishnava cannot be judged because you cannot understand him. Firstly, in a neophyte level, as I explained now, so many neophytes are even as high as Durga Devi, as high as Durvash Muni, ah, such exalted personalities, they cannot even judge. What to speak about us trying to judge Prabhupada? So naturally, we see Prabhupada as an ordinary person. Ah, then they ask this question, how you can make retweaks, how you can change the parampara, how you can do this, how you can do that? Ah. But this is uh, irrelevant. You know, it is explained here in this verse, uh, Prabhupada says, <clears throat> and this verse, you see, O Lord, who resemble the shining sun, you are always ready to fulfill the desire of your devotee, and therefore you are known as desire tree, vancha kalpataru. 
when acharyas complete take shelter under your lotus feet in order to cross the fierce ocean on his side they leave behind on a method by which they cross and because you are very merciful to your other devotees you accept this method to help them this statement uh, reveals how merciful acharyas and the merciful supreme personality of godhead together I help the serious devotee want to return home back to Godhead. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his teaching to Rupa Goswami says, Brahmanda Brahmata Kona Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasada Bhaya Bhakti Lata Beach. One can achieve the seed of Bhakti Lata, devotional service, by the mercy of Guru and Krishna. The duty of the Guru is to find the means according to time and circumstance and the candidate by which one can be induced to render devotional service. When Krishna, which Krishna accepts from a candidate who wants to be successful in going home, back to Godhead. After wandering throughout the universe, a fortunate person within the material world seeks shelter of such a guru or acharya who trains the devotee in suitable ways to render service according to the circumstances that the supreme personality of Godhead will accept the service. This makes it easier for the candidate to reach the ultimate destination. Acharya's duty, therefore, is to find the means by which Devotees may render service according to reference from Shastra. Rupa Goswami, for example, in order to help subsequent devotees publish such devotional books as Bhakti Rasam the Sindhu. Thus, it is the duty of the Acharya to publish books that will help future candidates take up the method of service and become eligible to return home. Back to Godhead, by the mercy of the Lord in our Krishna conscious movement, this same path has been prescribed and followed. Thus, the devotees have been advised to refrain from four sinful activities, illicit sex, intoxication, and gambling, and to chant 16 rounds a day. These are bona fide instructions because in the Western country, constant chanting is not possible. One should not artificially imitate Haridas Thakur, but should follow this method. Krishna will accept a devotee who strictly follow the regulated principle and the method prescribed in the various books and literature published by the authority, the Acharya gives the suitable method for crossing the ocean and Nisayan by accepting the boat of the Lord's lotus feet. And if this method is strictly followed, the followers will ultimately reach the destination by the grace of the Lord. This method is called Acharya Sampradaya. It is therefore said, Sampradaya Vihina E Mantra Te Nispalamataha Patma Puranam. Acharya Sampradaya is strictly bona fide. Therefore, one must accept the Acharya Sampradaya, otherwise one's endeavor will be futile. Shila Narodam Das Thakur therefore sings, Tandera Charana Seve Bhakti Saneva Janame Janamahe E Abhilas. One must worship the lotus feet of Acharya and live within the society of devotees. Then one's endeavor to cross over Nisan will be surely be successful. See, Prabhupada is qualifying himself as an Acharya, not only Acharya, Acharya Sampradaya. He is an Acharya from this established Sampradaya. Uh, he can make, like he says, 16 rounds is bona fide instruction. So if he has given the rhythmic system to continue, continue the parampara, how are you and me to judge his, his, his transcendental words? Yeah. Therefore, I give another example of proper exaltedness that you cannot think he has an ordinary personality, you know. Uh, one, three. Give me a minute. Let me just get it out for you. I think it's one, three, six. Yeah. So in this verse, after hearing this, Sarvamabhattacharya asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, why did Ishwara Puri keep a servant who comes from a Sudra family? Both Ishwara, Kashiswara and Govinda were personal servants of Ishwara Puri. But Ishwara Puri's demise, after Ishwara Puri's demise, Kashiswara went to visit all the holy places of India. Following the order of his spiritual master, Govinda immediately went to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for shelter. 
Govinda came from a Sudra family, but because he was initiated by Ishwarapuri, he was certainly a Brahmana. Sarvama Bhattacharya, he asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu why Ishwarapuri accepted disciples from Sudra family. According to Smriti Shastra, which gives direction for the management of the Varnashram institution, a Brahmana cannot accept a disciple from lower caste. In other words, a Chatriya, Vaishya, or Sudra cannot be accepted as servant. If a spiritual master accepts such a person, he is contaminated. Sarvama Bhattacharya therefore asked why Ishwarapuri accepted a servant or disciple born in a sudra, of a Sudra family. In answer to this question, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied that his spiritual master, Ishwarapuri, is so empowered that he was as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As such, Ishwarapuri was the spiritual master of the whole world. He was not a servant of any mundane rule or regulation. An empowered spiritual master like Ishwarapuri can bestow his mercy upon anyone, irrespective of caste or creed. The conclusion is that an empowered spiritual master is authorized by Krishna and his own guru and should therefore be considered as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. That is the Vedic of, of Viswana Chakravarti Sakshad Dharitvena. An authorized spiritual master is as good as Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As Hari is free to act, very important point, as Hari is free to act as he likes, the empowered spiritual master is also free. The empowered spiritual master is also free. As Hari is not subject to mundane rules and regulations, the spiritual master, empowered by him, is also not subject. According to Chaitanya Charitamrita Antya Lila 7.11, Krishna Shakti Vina Naitara Pravartanan, an authorized spiritual master, empowered by Krishna, can spread the glories of the holy name of the Lord, for he has the power of attorney from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's very important. Uh, for he has the power of attorney from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the mundane world, anyone possessing his, his master's power of attorney can act on behalf of his master. Similarly, a spiritual master empowered by Krishna through his own bona fide spiritual master should be considered as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. This is the meaning of Saksha Dharitvena. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore described the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the bona fide spiritual master as follows. So you see how important this point we have to realize that Prabhupada's position is is received the power attorney from Krishna. That's why it's non-different from Krishna, Sakshadaritvena. So trying to judge Prabhupada, uh, it is just like today's verse, Sukadev Goswami been misunderstood. And all these women, ignorant women and boys were just following making fun of him, you know. But when he came to the religious circle, oh, they realized, oh, he's such an exalted personality. Gave him a high seat and even Narada Muni and Vyasadeva, they also sat down to listen to him because of his exalted position. Similarly, the exalted position of Prabhupada is misunderstood by all these so-called devotees who have personally have served him, personally have kind of got personal association, but still they cannot understand his transcendental position. How, how, how much it is, uh, uh, you see, uh, what we say, pity. Uh, they cannot understand Prabhupada exalted. They are questioning him. That is even worse. Is how you could do this, how you could do that, how you, how, how, there's so many, and then because they have offended Prabhupada, they're introducing many, many nonsense into the movement, which has practically become a mundane movement now. Yeah. That was speaking on Bhagavatam, one of your leaders who called president of some Madurai was saying, what he was saying? Huh? That, uh, how to excel, in, uh, to make money and to en enjoy sense gratification to the help of the Bhagavadam. What kind of nonsense subject is that? Bhagavadam is actually meant to free you from this material entanglement. But he is giving a class on how to become materially entangled with the help of Bhagavadam. How does this work? Yeah. All this is because of uh, they are contaminated. They cannot understand Prabhupada. Therefore, Krishna covers their, con their consciousness. Just like Durga Devi, she could not understand coward consciousness. Durvaja Muni could not understand coward is consciousness. So if we also behave like that, then we will be in trouble. 
So our duty is to take advice and guidance from uh, exalted devotees. Then we are safe. Hmm. Advanced devotees. Then we are safe. Otherwise, we will also start fault-finding, we start thinking this fault, that fault, everybody's fault, and we will fall down. Hmm. They will fall down. That's why it is one, number one instruction, do not, uh, we cannot blaspheme the devotees who have dedicated their lives, especially in preaching the holy name. It is not some ordinary thing, preaching. So one who is a exalted preacher, like Prabhupada, who could make so many devotees, we cannot minimize his position. Neither can we take him as an ordinary person. That's a big offense. So we should be very cautious that we don't end up like this. And you see how close they were with Prabhupada. They served him, they did everything to him, and now they could not understand him. Why they cannot understand him? Because they're offending him. They think he's an ordinary person. So especially we devotees in ISKM, we should be very careful not to make this mistake of judging someone with our mundane senses. Because our material mind has got four defects. It's subject to mistake, it is not perfect, subject to illusion, and it's, you know, always has, it's not perfect. Uh, and it's got the cheating propensity. So armed with these four defects, we are trying to analyze and analyze with our mind, which is the cause of all problems. Our mind is the cause of all problems. Our mind is always trying to make friends, make enemy, make friend, make enemy. He's my friend, he's my enemy. This is how we are, we are always analyzing. If somebody can click with me, oh yeah, he's my friend. If somebody speaks against me, oh, he's my enemy. This is going on. So in the Vaishnava circle, these things cannot be accepted. We only accept everything based on Sadhu, Shastra, Guru. Here, by the Sadhu, Shastra, Guru, uh, we are actually can see how exalted a person is and how we should take shelter of such a person. And in this way, we can perfect our life. This is the position of Sukadev Goswami. I mean, Parichit Maharaj, he was not an ordinary person. He was a Vishnu Ratha, always protected by Vishnu. That's another important point. Although he has been protected by Vishnu, still he accepted Sukadeva Goswami as his guru. Doesn't mean that you are protected by Vishnu and you can just, you know, forget everything and do whatever you like. No. So we have to understand Bhagavatam based on all these kind of uh, points. And then we will be safe. Otherwise, you're simply reading like a book and not knowing anything. Then you will become, you know, what realization we'll get. That's why hearing is very important. Then we will assimilate all this higher knowledge and then we will, you know, understand the proper perspective. Ah. So, otherwise we will become like that, that devotee in Madurai speaking all kind of rubbish. He says he's 25 years. I don't know what is this 25 years, what he learned. Because not hearing. That's why he says here in this verse again, In this verse, you can see yeah. even if you are very advanced, huh? still you must associate with devotees. Hmm? You cannot. You cannot try to think that oh, I, I don't require anybody. I will just, you know, read Prabhupada books. Huh? And that is enough for me. Huh? This is not... This is not the method. Krishna Bhakti Janma Mula Haya Sadhu Sangha Krishna Prema Janma Teno Punar Mukhya Anga The root cause of devotional service to Lord Krishna is association with advanced devotees. 
Even when one common love for Krishna awakens, association with devotees is still most essential. See? Huh? So therefore we have to learn how to take this direction and become very safe rather than making mistakes like all these personalities and offending a pure devotee uh, for that matter and then you go to hell. I think I think uh, Tatuvid has posted on this verses about how a person if disobey Prabhupada how everything goes a person goes to hell. Huh? I think you may have got it in your mailing thing. Maybe you hmm? So, okay, I think I have spent a lot of time explaining these points. I am now open to questions. If anybody wants to ask questions, you can always let me, let me see if you got, you have written it down or not. Chat. Uh, no chat. Nothing in the chat. Yeah. Do you have a question? Is Brahminical qualities same as the qualities of the person who is in Okay, what is your question? Is Brahminical qualities same as the qualities of a person in goodness? I cannot hear you now. Your voice is not is getting muffled up. I will type Can you write down? Can you write in the chat? Huh? So we are taking the first question, Prabhu, how to put the understanding of servitorship into practice? Uh, we have to learn how to do everything by the direction of the spiritual master. So how to be understanding for every morning, uh, we see, we bow down to everybody. Uh, that is the first thing that we understand that I am uh, seven of seven of all the devotees. So that is how the process is. That is practical. That we see, we call everybody Prabhu. That means... Uh, we are addressing everybody as master and myself as seven. The seven has to serve, correct? So this is the process this is taught by Prabhupada to us. So we learn how to see everybody as master, ourselves as seven. Even if we are in the position of trying to give instruction to others, we always should feel ourselves lower. And that way we'll be safe. When you start to think that I know better and you are lower, you, you listen to me and all this kind of stuff comes in, then we will become, uh, become offensive and we will fall down. Problem. Hmm? So we have to imbibe this kind of a thinking that I am always lower, uh, showing respect to others. Where is the system? All right. Anything else? Again, she asked some question. Why don't you, have you written down? Is Brahminical quality same as the quality of person in goodness? Yes, Brahminical qualities can only come when you come in the mode of goodness. But we want to go beyond that. We want to go to the transcendental plane. That is beyond the mode of goodness. And that is been developing our love for Krishna, our Vaishnava. A Vaishnava must be above the mode of goodness. And naturally you will have all the qualities of a Brahmana. Hmm? Yes. Any other question? We have heard today that we cannot understand a Vaishnava by uh, perception. We have to take help from Sadhu Sastra Guru. Yes. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Oh. Hare Krishna Dandavat Pranam Malashi Prabhupada. This is Prahlad Prabhu. Hmm. Tell me. 
So actually, I have uh, two questions. You know, like one is, uh, it is mentioned that Vaishnavana Metha Sambhu is a topmost devotee, mm. and we also say that the Gopi is a topmost devotee. How to understand this? How to understand this? We have to understand because. that Lord Shiva is the topmost mm. devotee because he is servant of Krishna. You understand? Mm. And he himself mm. wants to serve the Gopis. That's why he is called Gopishwara Shiva. No? So, Lord Shiva, although is the topmost Vaishnava, is also wanting to become the seven other Gopis. The Gopis position, how also exalted they are. But they never say that they are the topmost. You ask the Gopi, they say, no, I have, we are. We are very bottom. How he, the gopis of last week we read in verse no? that they are glorifying the preachers. How exalted they are. Yes. How to understand this? That no Vaishnava will stand up and say, I'm the topmost. Every Vaishnava will say that I'm the bottommost. But because Lord Shiva is so exalted, we call him where he's the topmost Vaishnava. But because he's serving. Ah, the gopis, he wants to serve the gopis, so his position is exalted and the gopis position is so exalted. Are you following? So sometimes people say that Paramatma is guiding them to think in a particular way and in this way they have wrong perception about Vaishnava. How to determine whether it is Paramatma guiding or their own mind playing tricks? I mean, to first come to the platform of Paramatma understanding, you have to have some, you know, very high status. Huh? Paramatma understanding is not simply because I speculate and then I say it is Paramatma. Huh? You understand? Even if you get an understanding, it has to be confirmed by Sadhu Sastra to acknowledge that it is Paramatma speaking. Suppose you understand something, and then you say, oh, Paramatma told him. If that something is not in accordance with Sadhu Sastra Guru, how can he be Paramatma's word? Uh, so a devotee who is speaking like that, he must be thoroughly convinced about the Sadhu Sastra Guru principle. Hmm. Krishna, as Prabhupada said, is not so cheap that he will talk to anybody. Any Tom, Dick and Harry will simply talk. Huh? Yeah, Krishna also selects his devotees. <clears throat> who is devotees? Huh? Those who are dedicated to him, yes, who are seeing, this is says, you are seeing the Lord in the heart. Huh? Seeing the Lord in the heart like Anuman, you open his chest and show, I have got Paramatma in my heart and I am talking to him. Yeah, like this I can understand. If you can open your heart and show me that you are, you know, dealing like Anuman, then yeah, I will accept. Otherwise, you just simply say Paramatma told him. Ah, Paramatma can say many things, but it's actually your mind talking. At a neophyte stage, it is only mental speculation. That's why we need Guru. A guru is very important to help us clear all this misconception. Yeah. You understand? This is a very important point. You don't get mistaken. Yes, when you come to the point where you actually dealing with Paramatma, yes, then you can see the behavior. You will also be a topmost preacher like Prabhupada, you know, is always getting direction from the super soul. Huh? As he says, I didn't write the book. Krishna spoke and I dictated it. That's all. But this like this. And when you read such a book and you're becoming so much inspired, that means it's definitely this truth. Hmm? So you have to understand this thing in proper perspective. Uh, Prabhu, please tell us about the glories of Vamana Dev and Bali Maharaj tomorrow in the appearance of Lord Vamana. It's already going to be 12 o'clock and I think uh, we have to start this subject. It will go on a long time. I suggest that instead of me talking to you on this, you can read. The subject matter in Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 8, chapter, uh, I think it's 17, 18, 19, uh, 20, like that. Verses are all there. And you please read 
the whole subject because Prabhupada will explain also in purport uh, the significance of Vamana Dev's uh, descent and how he dealt with Bali Maharaj and how he dealt with Durvashimun, I'm sorry, uh, Sukracharya. It's a very interesting subject, the whole, whole uh, uh, you know, descent of Vamana Dev. It is not just that he came and he put three legs and three steps and he got Bali Maharaj and then he prisoned him and no. Actually the whole philosophy is how he came to actually relate with Bali Maharaj, being an exalted Vaishnava. It's not something that, you know, just written that he came to cheat Bali Maharaj or something like that. So I please try to uh, read the subject. Shiva has attachment to Parvati. Which class of devotee is Shiva? Although Lord Shiva has got attachment by Parvati, but when he is attached with Parvati, he is said to be a little contaminated. Yes, because of the attachment of Parvati. So there's a Shiva that is also uh, not attached to Parvati. That Shiva is also there. When he is attached to Shiva, yeah, at that time he is contaminated. But when he is not with her, then he is not contaminated. That's why, um, although he is with her, he still addresses Vaishnavam Yataha Sambo, topmost Vaishnav. Because Lord Shiva's position is not ordinary. He is like yogurt and Krishna is like milk. And Lord Shiva cannot be, you know, he cannot fall down. Because he is uh, the incarnation in the mode of ignorance. You know, he is not an ordinary personality. And we cannot see him as such. I think I explained this now in the class. Anyone who see Lord Shiva coming from the crematorium wearing garlands of snake and you know, all that kind of thing is very offensive. So we have to be very careful. This is similarly, he's dealing with Parvati. He's not like, you know, a mundane man and woman dealing. Is, you know, he's not a mundane personality anyway. All right. Any more questions? Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. All right, good. Anybody want to add some comments or anything? Prabhu, you can hear me? Yes. Yeah, so I have a question, but not from today's class. It's from Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, 9th Chapter, 28th verse, Prabhu. 11, 9, 28. Yeah, tell me. 11, 9, 28. What is the subject? Actually, you know, I heard this from Tathvetrabhu's class. Now, it mm. is mentioned that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, expanding his own potency, Maya Shakti, created innumerable species of life to house the conditioned soul. Yet by creating the form of trees, reptiles, animals, birds, snakes, and so on, the Lord was not satisfied within his heart. Then he created human life, which offers the conditioned soul sufficient intelligence to perceive the absolute truth and uh, became pleased. Mm. So this was, you know, like, this sounds like biblical, you know, like how the Lord created something first, he was not satisfied. Then he created something else. You know, this looks like a Bible story, you know. So, I mean, the Lord, when he appears in uh, appear here to do Leela, then his satisfaction, dissatisfaction, we can understand there is Leela. But in his original position, you know, as a creator, I mean, how can, how can Lord do something that is not going to satisfy him? I mean, this term satisfied and dissatisfied is a little confusing me. Understanding in that way, but actually if a person is very intelligent, he will understand in a different way. He will say that, see, how the Lord is more concerned about the living entity coming to knowledge so that he will understand how to come out of this mess. Therefore, because of all these other platforms, there is no knowledge. Only eating, mm -hmm. sleeping, eating, defending. So whenever he, what, what he have created that, oh, now I've made human being, so at least they will understand me and come out from this suffering. So the Lord is very compassionate. You understand? So he want, he's more happy when he can deliver the conditioned soul. But in the other platform, they cannot be delivered. They have to go through this motion and cycle. You understand? 
Suppose you do something which will help and benefit, won't you be satisfied? Tell me. Correct? So when you have done something that you will know, you will help and save the person, you will be most happy. What yes. Is Understand? Yes, true. Mm. All is happy to see that, okay, now human platform, at least they will come out. At least they will come to love me and get out of this mess. That's why the Lord was so happy, compassionate nature of the Lord. Suppose he didn't create anything, then what? Perpetual suffering? Tell me. Yes. That's why I see the next verse. You see the next verse? Yam labdva chaparam labam, you know, that verse? Huh? Understand? So if anyone who not died, have taken up, will take up the process of this rare human form huh, and endeavor to perfect their life, uh, is considered the most fortunate. Yes? Okay, bro. Yeah, because actually when, when we say satisfied, dissatisfied and all those things, you know, sounds like a conditioned soul, you know. We do something first, then we are not satisfied, then we do something which is satisfying us. Because the Lord, He knows what is He doing, right? I mean, that is what, in that angle only I got, you know. Satisfied and not satisfied because of the suffering of the conditioned soul. Understand? The Lord is not satisfied because the animal platform, all the suffering going on. Okay. okay, now I got it. Now I got it. So it's, it's not that he's satisfied with his intelligence. He's satisfied that now the people are going to be happy, you know, in yes. that angle. Okay. Got it. Now I got it. Thanks. Thanks. I got it. Okay. Very good. What else now? Next question. No question. So, okay. How you all rate me? I pass or fail in this class? The whole class is about how we cannot uh, you know, <laughs> how we cannot try to understand the devotee what you're asking after the class that you I'm a mundane person. I'm just speaking what I <laughs> always you know, me anyway for garland, for this, for that, how can I sit in the Vyasatan? So many things, you know. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm in that level, but still, this attitude should be changed, you know, criticizing Vaishnavas, correct? So, okay, Prabhu, thank you very much. I hope you uh, like this class and I hope you can share it with others. I think this is there very is interesting. Some, I think there is a, some, there's a question from Casey Prabhu. Okay. Prabhu, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a comment. Okay, fine. Thank you very much, Prabhu. It was a very enlightening class. Thanks for it. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Right. Thank you, Prabhu. Deep